Welcome to Marketing Like a Mother, a podcast made for mumpreneurs by mumpreneurs. Each week, we're diving into mum-approved business and marketing strategies to help you grow a profitable and family-friendly business. Today, I am your co-host, Michelle Pulver, and I'm here with my co-host. Hey, I'm Olivia Radcliffe. And we are doing a look back at 2022 and a look forward into 2023. It's very trite, but I think it's a really great exercise and a period of reflection. So we thought we would start with just looking back at what 2022 has brought for each of us and sort of what we, yeah, what we've learned, what we've liked, what we're going to move forward and change as we move into the year. So Olivia, do you want to start? Yeah, sure. Um, well, first off, yes, it, it is a, a bit of a cliche topic at the end of the year. To, you know, we're going to talk about year end wrap up and starting starting fresh again next year. But um, I think it's important to realize that everyone kind of goes about this year end wrap up and planning for the next year in slightly different ways, just depending mm -hmm. on how you think, what you think is important to you, what matters to you most in your business and in your life. So um, coming at it from, from that lens as someone who, you know, doesn't have a lot of time to sit down and have a full day rehash with my team over everything that happened over the past year. You know, <laughs> I, um, I very much am a fan of going as you go through the months writing down your really big accomplishments that have happened and so that's something I tried to focus on this year is each month looking back at that month and writing down everything that um that I tried to accomplish and did that I tried to accomplish and didn't things that I wish I'd done a little bit better um and so looking back at the whole thing man 2022 was quite a year <laughs> <laughs> it was, wasn't it? It was quite a year. Um, we personally launched a business together. Mm -hmm. And a um, podcast. <laughs> and a podcast. My goodness. Yes, this is the wrap-up of the first season of Marketing Like a Mother. And mm -hmm. we have met some really, really amazing women on this call uh, or on this podcast. Uh, just some really inspirational stories out there of how people have taken very little time, very little mental bandwidth and turned it into these amazing world changing projects, things. Mm. Um, what about you? How about what are some big things that happened for you this year? Yeah, I mean, obviously, our whole adventure here with the podcast has been has been more than just like a fun project, but it really opened my eyes to how, how to have fun again in business. I think we can all get into those seasons where you, you know, have your head down and everything feels big and kind of hard. And, you know, part of what I love so much about our collaboration is it makes it fun again. And mm. talking with you and talking with these other entrepreneurs, I feel like I got my spark back. And I, I just loved playing a bit more this year and feeling a bit more free in trying things experimenting and being more more okay with the experimental mindset that sometimes things work sometimes they don't but to have a try um, and that's something I, I had when I was younger and had in different times and I think I forgot in the stress of trying to run a business and the stress of keeping you know my family going I I feel like I'd missed that so this year has been 
one of the hardest personally, but one of the most fun professionally. And I think it's because of, you know, this podcast, like I'm going to be really cheesy. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast started a lot of things for me. It started having, you know, my business best friend to talk to, you know, pretty much continuously for the last year and having other people I can reach out to and have opportunities to have really heartfelt conversations with women I admire. And this podcast has been an amazing excuse to just chat with people I really wanted to get to know and ask them all the questions I would I would have wanted to kind of find out earlier on or even now. And, you know, I'm I'm really grateful for how things have gone. You know, I think we all have big goals and maybe we don't reach them all, but overall I think the feeling of this year has been really great and really different than what I thought going into it. So I'm happily, pleasantly surprised. I love it. And I, well, first off, thank you. This year has been amazing for me too. (laughs) And I love being able to wake up to a whole bunch of messages from you and talk with you throughout the day. It's been very, very helpful. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I love the thought of, of, you know, what you brought up of, of having fun again in business and finding that spark and, and playing around with things and not being so confined in a box. And so, you know, have to stick with the rules of what everyone says you have to do for your business and just experimenting and and going about it from that mindset of seeing what works and seeing what feels good. And I think that's an absolutely amazing feeling to kind of capture and, and something I would love to continue with in the next year as well. And just well, you know, of... sticking around with me, we'll, well, we'll I mean, always have fun, you and I. Of course. <laughs> of course, we'll continue that. But, you know, just, just, yeah, just going about it from that mindset, from that frame of how do you want to look at your business? How do you want to feel when you go to work every day or go yeah. to work in air quotes as it is <laughs> if you're like me and you migrate to your office down the hall? Um, but I think that's something us as mompreneurs, as people growing businesses alongside kids, we have a unique like window into what joy and fun looks like because kids are so unfiltered in their pursuit of fun and their enjoyment is so unbridled. And I think being in that in some part of your life can be a really great reminder to like open your own self up to it and invite a bit more of that sense of play that maybe you have with your little ones on the off times like bring that back into work too so I think that is something we're particularly uniquely positioned to to see and to reflect and to bring into the other parts of life too even if it can seem hard and seem kind of counterintuitive when things are hard to bring fun in I do feel like everything is more easeful when we're having fun and things seem to be less sort of sort of challenging less less of a slog when you're having fun um okay so we've looked back and i think we picked some really good highlights are there any lessons learned that we could kind of take and move forward into next year i feel like I'm not much of a reflector. I'm a very much think forward kind of person, but I do think it's important to kind of see what worked, see what didn't and and move forward accordingly. So do you have any lessons learned, Olivia, that you want to share? (laughs) 
always continually <laughs> learning lessons every single day. Um, but I think that in itself is a very important distinction to make is that mm -hmm. anything, you know, I said, I look back each month at things I accomplished and things I didn't that I wanted mm -hmm. to. And it's at looking at those instead of failures, instead of beating yourself up because you wanted to achieve this goal and you didn't or failed at quote unquote failed at something or something went horribly awry. Uh, looking at it as, as a lesson or mm. you haven't achieved that goal yet. Okay. What do you need to do now to get to the next step to get there? And so, I mean, for me, a lot of my goals that I don't achieve come down to not having the time or the mental bandwidth mm. to do them. Um, I am very multi-passionate, big dreaming entrepreneur <laughs> type. And I set very lofty goals for myself, which I think is good because it does push me further. Um, but, you know, at the end of the month or end of the year, whichever time frame you're looking at, um, I would look back and maybe feel a little bit discouraged that mm -hmm. I had all these goals and I didn't accomplish them and feel frustrated that yeah. I, it wasn't likely that I was going to accomplish them anytime soon, because realistically, you know, you blink and suddenly three months go by and <laughs> you wonder where the time went. I mean, I, I just remember setting all the goals for 2022 and here we are doing our wrap up speech. Um, but I do try to give myself a, a bit of a break with that and, and realize mm -hmm. that exactly what I said, I do set very lofty goals for myself. I'm well aware of it. I'm well aware that my to-do list is probably not achievable for, for a real <laughs> human being. It's, and, and not holding myself so much to those unachievable expectations, but in realizing that they are aspirations that I am working towards things one step at a time and acknowledging each of those steps as I make them instead of the whole big thing um, mm. in general. I love that. That's really beautiful. It's the whole like persistence over consistency thing. It's just trying to move in the right direction. It doesn't really matter that much when you get there, as long as you're moving in the right direction. I love yeah. that. Progress mm. is perfection in my mind. I... <laughs> And very often I do hit goals and then I'm mm -hmm. like, well, now what do I do? I want something <laughs> else to focus on. So it, it is, I do love being in it, you know, in the mix and, and making progress and mm -hmm. finding new things and learning new lessons and all of that. I think that's good. Yeah. I think most of us entrepreneurs are kind of eternal learners anyway. So I really like that frame of thinking of what lessons we've learned because it's all the journey like there is no end point you can't win at business you can't like there is no end in my mind um so on my end lessons learned I feel like it's much more ephemeral than anything I don't set goals I'm not a like hit this milestone kind of person I just like moving in the right direction and I think the big lesson for me came more from going through the experience with my son and having his diagnosis of kind of reflecting inwards and accepting a bit more what my brain is about and how it works and trying less to shove my square peg in a round hole. Like I just for so long have tried to fit into what's expected or what other people 
have told me I should be doing and there's something kind of liberating of like I just don't work that way and that's okay and sometimes that's actually where the magic is but having I guess giving myself permission or giving myself the space to think about how I best work how I best show up what is actually natural and easy for me to do and what is fighting upstream for me um I think that's been a huge like lifelong lesson for me that has been started this year I can't say I've fully learned it yet but it's really shifting in how I show up in my work how I'm showing up in my business how I'm showing up in life like as a mom all of it but I think this whole framework of how society and ourselves kind of expect things to work how we're expected to show up how we're expected to process things is just a construct like it's all subjective and I I really I'm so appreciative that there are words and there are frameworks now that we can sort of go oh that's just one way like that's just one type of brain that's just one type of business that's just one type of strategy it doesn't have to be so descriptive and I think that has really opened up a lot for me and given me space to like forgive my brain for not working the way everybody else's does and forgive my business for not you know soaring to great heights on the strategies that were never going to work for someone like me and leaning into the things that make sense innately to my brain seems to be kind of going better anyway so it's sort of always that matching of like who you are, what you do, how it works in your own brain usually kind of leads to good stuff anyway. So yeah, I, I think it's been a lesson I'm starting. I, I don't think it's finished, but I've been really, yeah, really enjoying that sort of self-discovery of how, how I think, how I work, how it all fits together and how to apply that to the work I do with others. I mean, that's an incredibly profound point and <laughs> just an incredible realization I think like I I'm seeing this trend actually with more and more entrepreneurs mm -hmm. um, who are discovering that it doesn't have to be just one way like you said yeah. I'm seeing more and more people becoming more in tune with themselves and what they need and what they like and what works for them and what doesn't work for them and bringing that to their businesses instead of sticking by these like cookie cutter rules of this is what your business has to look like. This is how you have to do it. Um, and I, I personally believe that trend is going to continue into the next mm -hmm. year. I think more and more people are kind of realizing, you know, the online marketing space is, is pretty crowded. Let's not lie. Um, <laughs> More people than ever, especially women in general, jumped on and created a business starting with the pandemic and have been growing it ever since. And uh, the real key, I think people are realizing to standing out is is embracing your own uniqueness. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I'm excited to see how how this evolves with everyone else's businesses coming up here in the next year. Yeah, me too. I think that is likely something we're going to see more of I think you know in the whole neurodiversity world I see more people getting diagnosed I see people later in life getting diagnosed so I think inevitably we might just see more and more of that and I think the visibility that being talked about is so fantastic and I think it's going to open things up but I think just more people taking 
like life and business in their own hands and going, you know, hey, what worked for past generations or for other people is fine for them, but it's not going to work for me. I think there's something really exciting about that. Like it's time we should rewrite the rule book. <laughs> like it, it hasn't been working for particularly women in caregiving roles for generations, if ever. So we have to have to change something for it to work. Like it was never going to be a society shift innately. Like we have to be the ones to make it change and we have to be the ones to try and rewrite how we earn money and how we provide for our families and show up for them and show up for ourselves because no one's going to do it for us. And I think that trend seeing more and more women and more and more mums creating businesses for themselves, I just find it so exciting because it means more people are trying to get behind the wheel of their own destiny, their own car. And I, I so applaud it. And I think it's such a brave, amazing thing to be part of and seeing like this shift and it just makes me like so excited and so happy to be doing this in like this time I couldn't imagine what it would you know what it's going to look like but I couldn't imagine trying to do these kinds of shifts and changes even you know 10 years ago I think we're in a very special time of life right now yeah so to everyone listening congratulations yeah. you are doing an amazing amazing job <laughs> and we are just so so thrilled and can't wait to see what's going to happen um, yeah. What other trends do you see coming up next year, do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably already starting, but I'm going to say more clearly that I think collaboration is going to be so, it's so key to making this whole online business world function and work and be the place we all want it to be. You know, we are now at a place where there's people all over the world building businesses isolated from their you know real life circumstances like there might be people in a town who are the only person with a business um, online and I think that connection to others and connection to you know sharing and being part of a community and referral networks are going to have to become more front and center and I, I think we're going to see a lot more collaborative work a lot more I don't know, this is very like cheesy of me, but I think more of that like feminine energy of like collaboration over competition of really yes. all of us like rising ship, you know, lifts all tides, to rising tide lifts all ships. Like <laughs> I think it's going to be a bit of, of a movement of us all uplifting each other together and really that sense of pulling each other along because you can't make a business in isolation. You can't be successful in an echo chamber. Like it is about the people you surround yourself and being, you know, part of a community and really being a piece of the puzzle. So I think collaboration is going to be, continue to be, and hopefully be even more of a, a huge trend, a huge uptick as we move forward. What do you yeah. think? What's your trend forecast? <laughs> <laughs> well, I agree with the collaboration front. Um, and definitely that's been a huge, huge thing in in my life obviously uh, <laughs> over the past year or so and something that I'm very excited to explore further um, mm -hmm. something I have seen a lot of picking up lately and that I think is going to continue is the use of audio mm. I've seen a lot of you know um, you know starting private podcasts with your courses or things like that like if you have a program having also the audio only access to your content. 
And I know that's something that's very big in our audience of, you know, very busy moms. It's, it's so much easier for me speaking, speaking as a busy mom myself to pop on a podcast and listen to something while I'm doing dishes or getting ready for bed or whatever, (laughs) versus trying to watch a training video on my phone that may or may not connect depending on what platform it's hosted on, you know? Um, Oh my gosh. So frustrating. Yeah. So I've definitely seen a lot more of that. And I've seen um, a lot more of audios as lead magnets as well, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of the traditional PDF download, swipe file, things like that, I'm seeing a lot of um, either mini trainings or something on, or even just a one-off 15 minute training. That's currently what I have up at the moment, 15 minute <laughs> trading. And I will say it was amazing to put together as a creator. Um, and so far it's actually been the lead magnet that I've gotten the most feedback on, you know, people are, and again, it could be very much because that is what my audience specifically appreciates is having that audio to listen to. Um, but I'm, I, again, am excited to continue exploring this trend a little bit further. Mm, I think it's, it's definitely a big one. I agree. And I'm almost to the point now where I won't buy a course if it doesn't have an audio (laughs) podcast, like it's so, so much more convenient, but I think there's a part of me that gets really excited because I think it's also opening up being more accessible for all people and all you know learning styles and all abilities or disabilities to be able to actually consume content and while like purely only audio is just one piece of the puzzle I think just the fact that we're seeing a trend to not just be straight to camera like video content with no transcripts no subtitles no audio feed like nothing else that shift is really exciting and something I'm yeah like I'm really excited to see it continue and I think it's part of that creativity piece of like, yeah, how can we solve the puzzle of meeting people where they're at, trying to consume our content? Like you said, mm-hmm. moms on the go have a hard time watching the video that won't play properly. I think it's also that accessibility piece. And that's, yeah, really exciting to me. That's I, I do see an uptick also in people focusing on accessibility on their websites yeah. and everything. Um, a lot of people who even in their Facebook posts or anything will at the bottom describe the picture that they're posting. I love that. I yeah. love that. I, I really do. And I, I'm seeing that being embraced more and more often. And so I, th- I think we'll see a lot more of that coming up. Yeah. I think, I think it's just this collaborative, inclusive world that I hope we're moving towards. It seems like we're trying and it won't be perfect. And, you know, even you and I will probably make mistakes, but I love that there's yes, an that's effort to try and I think, I think just the willingness, the openness, the excitement to try is what yeah, gives me hope, gets me excited about where we're going. Very optimistic, aren't I? <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, uh, oh. I also, so something else, I, I will ask your opinion on this and what you're seeing. Uh-huh. Um, there are big shifts and I've seen it go back and forth a couple of times as to whether or not people are using social media as a Mm. platform. Um, I've, there's been a lot of people who I've spoken with who said that they don't get on Instagram anymore. Their audience doesn't get on Instagram, that Instagram is now, um, an outdated app. And, (laughs) um, and then a lot of people who are, 
kind of going through the same thing with Facebook. They go on Facebook, they go off Facebook. They feel like they need to be on there because that's what they're told they're supposed to do, but they don't want to do it. And so they bounce on and off back and forth. And so what, what are you seeing in that realm? I will say I'm coming from a very biased place of doing web design work, but I think it's that we're seeing people maybe realize that we're building, you know, we're building audiences on platforms we don't own and we don't control and that there's more and more effort from those platforms to get what they ultimately want and need out of the mm -hmm. platform they've created, which is to keep you on platform to show you ads. Like that's the point of a Facebook or an Instagram. And I think the influx in business owners leaving has also shifted those platforms to work harder to keep us there, which is kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy that we may not want to stick around. Um, but I do think you know, there's also an atrophy piece to the puzzle. Like we've all been through the pandemic where we were very, very online, that we were pushed by, you know, trends and probably ourselves being locked in to really go hard on marketing in these social platforms. And I think we all most likely just got a bit of an overdose. <laughs> like we're just a bit sort of burnt out, a bit tired, a bit fed up and looking for a more sustainable approach to marketing and moving forward. I do see a shift away from so reliant on social media strategies. Like I think they're not going anywhere. I don't think Facebook or Instagram or whatever the new version of social media will be is going to go away. But I do think there's going to be a diversification in how people are marketing and using a mix of other people's platforms, whether that's a social media platform or you know other people's audiences, and building their own platform on things like websites or having you know traffic directly to their sites, to their blogs, to their Pinterest, to their YouTube content, whatever it is that they have more control over. I have a strong feeling we're going to see more of a mix, a hybrid approach versus just purely being on Instagram and a thousand percent in on one platform entirely my very unbiased opinion. I like it. I like it. Um, no, and I'm seeing, I am talking to more and more people who are focusing on getting their websites, you know, up and good and SEO optimized and mm -hmm. really focusing on that customer journey on their websites. So good news for all the web designers out there. Um, <laughs> We've been saying for years, it's important, <laughs> but I think people are finally starting to catch on that it's not just a business card. It's not just like a nice to have. It's literally the home your business has. Yeah. And these days online is as important as in person. For most businesses, it's even more important. So I think people finally starting to catch on what we've been sh sort of shouting about for years. Like it's, it's really important to have a website and a good website for your business. It's literally a storefront. Yeah, I... I saw this um, strategy the other day and I forget where I saw it. Otherwise I'd give due credit. So, um, but it was talking about Instagram and your, your Instagram strategy. And I guess it could go to any platform really, but in your business profile on Instagram um, and instead of posting every single day or having this big library of different posts that people can see, uh, having a very curated selection of posts. You have this magic 12 posts or whatever that number mm -hmm. is that focus directly on those key things you want people to know about your business. You know, your what you offer, your transformation, 
you know, how, what you stand for, your morals, things like that. Um, and that's it. That's all you have. And you have your selection. Maybe you do some stories that back up everything and then have those go into a collection or something. But in not just spamming with content for the sake of getting content out there, because we're seeing that the reach isn't necessarily there organically at the moment. Um, but having that as a as kind of a, a stand-in business card for people go to find you on Instagram, they see this, they learn about you and are instantly redirected to your website or some other home base, you know, more permanent that you have more control over. Um, what do you think of that strategy? I've seen that too. And I think it's pretty genius because it's not fully abandoning a platform that, you know, may still have some traffic. You may still have some audience there, but it's, you know, really using it for what you need it to be, which is like the stake in the ground. This is what I'm about. This is who I'm for. This is how I can help you. And ideally encouraging those people to move off platform onto your website because yes, that's not what Instagram wants, but that's ultimately what we as business owners need to have happen for us to actually make sales. So I think it's really smart. And I think that sense of being more curated, being a little bit pickier with what we're actually creating is probably going to continue to this information overload maximalist marketing style, I think is going to disappear because we're all burnt out, but we're also all over consuming anyway like we're getting so much noise out there in terms of content the quality by default kind of has gone down I think and with all of us being kind of information overloaded having an atrophy and how much we can really take in I think we're getting pickier as a sort of online business community Mm -hmm. of what we're actually consuming and we're looking for quality now again and I, I suspect that there's going to be a lot more emphasis on you know, thought leadership, really, you know, key strategic pieces of content, but on a far, far less intense frequency, which I think is, you know, it's great for SEO, it's great for your website, it's great for all of that. But I think it's great as like the business owner, you can really focus in on just creating a handful of really high quality pieces of content that really speak to what you want to do, really speak to the people you want to work with and how you can help them. And then you can spend the rest of that energy actually connecting with those humans rather than just making more and more and more content on essentially the same stuff so I'm really excited for that shift yeah no absolutely me me too <laughs> as I'm trying to think back at the last time I posted on Instagram or any oh my gosh. platform for that matter oh my gosh okay uh moving on um <laughs> well why don't we kind of wrap up with what we're excited about to move into 2023 what are you most excited to do differently or to bring into 2023? I mean, honestly, it's, it's a lot of what you said of looking at my business as, um, as its own unique entity and really embracing my schedule, my talents, my wants, needs, everything, my life with my toddler and, and how that works in with my business and not trying to stick in a box. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm doing at the moment, I'm doing a bit of a pivot in my business. So I am looking at, I'm rebranding pretty much everything. I'm reworking <laughs> some of my offers and redoing my website. Thank you very much for your help with that, by the way. Um, <laughs> 
And, and so it's, it's very scary actually, but it's also been very refreshing to go back and look at everything with, with a new set of eyes, because Mm. everything I'm putting together now, I'm, I have very different experiences, very different set of lessons I've learned over the years of running my business than I did, obviously, when I first got started, which is when I created a lot of this stuff. And so Mm. going back through it with that different perspective of, all right, who, who is Olivia, you know, who who am I? What do I stand for? What do I actually like to do? And building, Mm. building a business based off of all of those lessons is, has been really, um, really transformational actually. So I'm very excited to keep pulling that thread and seeing where that goes in the next year. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for you in your direction. I know you don't want to spill the beans too much, but it it's is, coming. it is good. Get ready guys. Cause it's, it's going to be really cool. She's working on some, some very different, very interesting ways to support women. And I, yeah, I'm just like really excited I'm for so it excited. to be yeah. out in the world. Um, I love that. <laughs> How about you? Uh, what are you looking forward to? What are you going to focus on? I think, I think the big sort of looking forward, looking into what I'm excited to do. I think the more I'm realizing I have been resisting, but want to step into this role of being a mentor, of being a teacher, of being able to guide other people in their experience. And while you know, I get a lot of satisf- satisfaction out of the doing and the creativity of some of my work and especially in the web design stuff I think I've been in this sort of transitional space for a little bit for you know a year or two of half a foot as a service provider half a foot as a kind of educator and I'm really excited to shift more of my energy into just holding the space for others creating resources and getting out of my brain a lot of things that I I think could be helpful for people with brains and lives like mine Mm -hmm. um and, and creating some of the stuff I wish I'd had you know I think yes. that's ultimately what has kind of sparked things for me and where I'm seeing a lot of the stuff I've got planned for next year it's like where have I been stuck and what got me out of it and how can I help someone not get so stuck as I did because it's really frustrating when you you're sort of looking around and you're trying to find resources and no one who is teaching the strategies you're looking at or teaching to the things you're wanting to achieve have lives or experiences or businesses that look anything like what yours do and I've tried to learn from people for a long time who just aren't like me (laughs) and you know neurotypical people with no children and teams under them and you know lifestyles where they can you know just drop everything and work for three weeks in a row in a row to do a launch I can't possibly meet that. And it doesn't make sense for me to try and learn from people like that because I'm just going to be frustrated that I can't do it. But also most of what they're teaching doesn't really apply to me. So I'm finding I'm I'm looking to learn and be mentored by more people who have experiences like mine, who have brains like mine, but also I'm trying to create some more of that stuff because I think it's missing, like it's missing in the world. And I I see the gap I want to help fill of giving people resources in a way that works for the type of brain I have and can help people get unstuck. So really excited to just fully step into that space and and try and try and be the resource I wish I'd had <laughs> earlier on. 
I mean, I love it. I, I am so excited for everything you're putting together too, because it's, it really is kind of a realization when you can figure out your own mind and how you mm -hmm. learn and trying to find mentors who actually resonate with that, you know, who actually yeah. can speak towards what you're actually going through, you know, can get down in that hole with you, as I like to say, and help pull you out and, and work through it with you help teach you the skills you need to know. I think that is, is so incredibly important. And the fact that you're noticing that gap, you're seeing that gap as a consumer yourself, and then working to fill it and really help everybody jumping in that hole with them. I think that's, that's incredibly, incredibly powerful. So I oh, can't wait to you. see what next year. Holds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's coming from some very real stuff of just being frustrated and you yeah. know to give a non-business analogy I spent a huge chunk of time and a huge chunk of money trying to learn French before we moved to France and even after we moved to France going to French lessons and you know in school and in college and trying to get tutors and all of it was trying to teach me in the same way and once I actually realized that I have some learning disabilities and my brain doesn't work the same way and I got a tutor who would work with that everything clicked into place and it was just that sense of I'd been told the same thing yeah. hundreds of times but always the same way and as soon as that one person could actually frame it in a way that made sense for my brain everything clicked and opened up my like life that I have today just because she was able to sh share with me the information I needed in a way I could receive it yeah I think you know we can have a lot of imposter syndrome teaching on things that have been taught on and there's tons of courses out there on the same topics but I think there is that very real truth, like that thing I've experienced of if it's taught the same way a thousand times, it just takes that one person to teach it the way that works for your brain for it to finally click and to finally actually work and make sense for that person who needs it that way. And yeah, I just think I've found some more permission in myself to be like, I'm not just adding to the noise. I'm trying to make a different, like a different experience for people with a different need. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm really excited to see how it all goes. <laughs> all well, an experiment. It, it helps immensely also. Cause like, like you said, even just learning French, you know, learning something the same way over and over and over again. And on the business side of things, taking all these courses that teach you, this is how you have to do this. This is what you need to do to grow a business. And if mm -hmm. you don't hit those goals, like they're saying, I know there can be a lot of, of self-blame in there. A lot of thought of, well, I can't do this. There's something wrong with me. All these other people yeah. are getting these results and I'm not, why can't I do this? And it's, it's not you. It's, no. it's, you know, it's, it's just how you learn. It's the methods. That's it's what you need in life. So I think, yeah, I, I, I can't wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> well, I think we have got some pretty exciting lofty goals, but I think we're, yeah, we're heading in good directions and I'm really excited to see what what it brings. So that's a wrap for us for the first season ever of Like a Mother, uh, Marketing Like a Mother. Like a Mother is our other business and <laughs> we have, it, it's been born out of this podcast. Like it has just been uh, such a fun ride and we are already planning season two. So keep your eyes peeled for when we get started on that. But we want to thank you so much for joining us this week and this year on Marketing Like a Mother. 
If you found our show valuable today and this year and want to support some fellow mompreneurs, we would so appreciate a rating, a comment, or even just telling a business friend about the show. We are going to be back next year with more marketing tips for busy mums with businesses. We'll see you then.